0: Thank you for joining in today for this bonus episode this week. Today I want to ask you the question, are you part of the Remnant? you all so much for joining in on today's episode. I decided that today I was going to post a bonus episode. Usually we post once a week on Mondays, but I've had something that's been stirring in my heart and I was going to save it for Monday's episode, but I have something and I have another direction I want to go for next Monday's episode. So I thought I would post just a very quick episode today and just ask the question, are you part of the remnant? Now this episode is really a episode that, that requires self-reflection. It requires self-awareness. It requires, the, above all, the help of the Holy Spirit to really help teach us and instruct us and guide us to inward self-reflection and really to be considered part of the remnant, to be in the remnant. We must always pray, Lord, get out of me everything that you hate. Lord, decrease me in my life and increase you so that I can walk according to Scripture to the best of my ability by the help of the Holy Spirit. And while I'm not going to be perfect, while there's still flesh, you know, I still have corruption in this body. I haven't put on incorruption yet. Help me to be more sanctified. Sanctify me through your Spirit. Sanctify me through your Word. Wash over me and help me walk through it, walk out my life in the Spirit. And... That's a hard thing to to do because, as you know, as I know, the flesh creeps in so easily and so quickly and really derails us time and time again. But the question that I want to consider today is a really, it's a self-reflective question to help us decide, are we part of the remnant? Are we in the remnant? Or are we not? And it's going to be a hard conversation. It's going to be a very direct conversation, and, and we're going to be uh, fairly quick through this today because it is a bonus episode, and I want to keep it pretty short and to the point um, and get back on our regular routine Monday. We'll we'll try to do these every now and then. It just depends on, on what's going on throughout that week. So throughout the Bible, we constantly read about the significance of a remnant, and the remnant is strongly devoted to the Lord. The remnant represents those that are true blue Christ's followers. The definition of remnant is a small remaining quantity of something. Now, I have some verses I want to read as we consider the question, are you part of the remnant today, in order to just lay the foundation on what I'm trying to dive into in this episode. And we'll start in Matthew chapter 7. In verse 21, Jesus says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name and we performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. How terrifying that must be. Just consider this for a moment, that these folks prophesied in in the name of Jesus and cast out demons in the name of Jesus and there were miracles performed. Now, understand it's not the man that casts out demons. It's the name of Jesus that casts out the demons. And it's not the man who performed the miracle. It's Jesus who performed the miracle. And the problem here is that these people lived their life thinking that they were okay. And they weren't. And that's scary. In Malachi, we read about a call to repentance in chapter 3, verse 6. And it says, I am the Lord and I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me, and I will return to you. This is a call from the Lord to repentance, saying that if you were not the descendants of Jacob, you would have already been destroyed, basically, is what he's saying there. And he's 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 disciplining them, and he's, he's teaching them and telling them that you have failed to obey my decrees. And he's calling out to them, return to me and I will return to you. And if you continue reading the prophet goes into some discussions concerning the mindset of the people of that day and that time. And that kind of speaks to the mindset of the people in our time. Malachi discusses that the people have began to doubt the purpose of even serving God, saying it's useless to serve God. What prophet is it that we have to keep his ordinances? And that's how people live today. They get a successful career, everything's going well for their for them in their lives and they ask, "What why do I need to go to church?" They see from an outside perspective a list of do's and don'ts, a religious ritual of of church going and and living the life of a Christian that basically just to, in their opinion tells them that th- these are the things you cannot do and these are what you the things that you need to do in order to live, quote, right in the eyes of God. And this religious mindset is off-putting to the world. And the fact is that there are things that the Bible says clearly not to do, and there are things that the Bible says to do. But the difference is that as a Christian and as one who fears the Lord, which is the beginning of knowledge in Proverbs, right? The beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. And what that means is that we want to do right in the eyes of God. It hurts our heart when we sin against God. And as a believer, even though we cannot live a life of sinless perfection, what should happen is when we do miss the mark, we should be pricked by the spirit, and I know I I have been and I know you have been as well where we know, oh man, I just messed up. And we pray, God forgive me, God help me not to do that again. I'm sorry that I sinned against you. It's the prayer in Psalms 51 when David sinned against the Lord, where he goes through that prayer. That should be the cry of the righteous when they when they sin. And the difference is, is between the righteous and the wicked is when the righteous falls, they'll get back up and the wicked doesn't. And in verse 15 in Malachi, we read, So now we call the proud blessed, for those who do wickedness are raised up, they even tempt God and go free. We see this again again throughout the scriptures and other places, like when Isaiah said that there are those that call evil good and good evil, and we see that today. As we continue going through the timeline of events, getting closer and closer to the Lord's return, we see that the world is getting darker and darker, and that is all prophetic. It's all in the in the Word that that is what is going to happen. There will be a great falling away. And we're going to do an episode on that sometime in, in the future about the great falling away and and the prayer of a great an, another great awakening and the promise that there will be an end-time revival. And that's what we're praying for, and that's what we believe God for. But right now, the world calls evil good and good evil. There's a backwards view on things, and we see that today. God is being trampled on and evil is being lifted up. That's how it is. Good is being described as evil, and evil is being described as good. And when the Israelites fell into exile as a judgment from their turning away from God, from their sin and their idolatry, in Isaiah we read, But yet in it shall be a tenth, and they shall return to the land. And this tenth refers to a remnant of people set aside for the Lord. It's also a kind of a parallel to the tithing. And That's not what we're going to get into today, but, but you know, the word does say, set aside a tenth of your income for the Lord, and that's important. Without going into significant detail here, and I may do a more detailed episode of this in the future, the problem with Israel during the time of Isaiah and the other prophets, and before the capture of the Babylonians, the people of Israel were slow to obey the Lord. Read through the book of Judges. You read time and time again the cycle of defeat, and that's a call out to our previous an episode we've done in the past as well. We've, we've highlighted that book and how the people of Israel during the, the time of the Judges, they sinned, they repented, they had a, a period of blessing, and then they went back into their old habits. They were slow to, to learn and slow to obey, and as time went on, as time progressed throughout the history of Israel, you read that because of that, they were judged, and they went into exile, and they got captured by the Babylonians, and and you read all about that through the prophets and, and Isaiah and all of those books, and they teach about what happened and, and the cry from the prophets to Turn from your wicked ways, repent, cry out to the Lord. And that's what we should be doing today. Some even fell away from God and ask questions like we presented in Malachi. We see that today too. The question of what good does it do me to serve the Lord? What benefit is there for me? In this late hour, now is not a time to be slow to get right with God. We've got to decide now, friends. Now is not the time to have the mindset that today I'll eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow I die. No, now is the time for us to fall on our face and pray, God, help us help me be a light in this world help me in my small capacity change the world of those around me what can i do lord you know in isaiah 6 we read that isaiah said here am i lord send me that's got to be the call of the remnant today lord send me to evangelize in your world send me to help fish for men right now in a world that's dark and gloomy that that needs the love of god shown in it send me god to help do these things That should be the cry of the remnant today. Now, we may read some of these verses and think, you know, these don't really apply to me. We may think, you know, I'm not like those those Israelites back in the time of Malachi when he wrote the words in chapter 3, you know, what good does it benefit me to serve God? That doesn't apply to me. I don't think that way. I believe in God. I've said my prayer of confession, believe in Jesus, and, and this is a great start. Don't get me wrong, but don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourself. So many people say one prayer of confession and repentance, and then they continue their lives from there on out like nothing ever changed. And Jesus speaks about this in one of the parables of sowing the seed and how some seed fall to the wayside and and goes through those descriptions on how the seed, and it's representative of the Word of God and how people accept that, and do they plant it deep within their heart and bear fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold, or, or does it fall to the wayside and, and get brushed away, or does the enemy come in and steal it because it's not rooted deep? Those are the questions that the remnant needs to ask themselves, and people need to ask themselves to consider if they are part of the remnant. Or are they going through the motions? Don't deceive yourself in the fact that, you know, I I said my prayer decades ago. I'm good. I got my train ticket punched to heaven. That's not the question. Even the devil and the demons believe in the Lord, and they tremble. The question is not so much, do you believe in God? Because like I said, the devil and, and the demons believe in God. Everyone today believes in God. You ask hardly anybody, and most people will say, I know there, there are atheists out there, and I'm, you know, obviously atheists are not listening to my podcast, but um, there are people out there, most people out there, a good chunk of people, I should say, I won't say most, a good chunk of people out there say they believe in God. That's not the question. The question is, are you living for Him? Are you in the remnant? Are you part of the people that will return to the land, that tenth? Even though that is uh, naturally talking about Israel at that time, returning back to the land of Israel, there is a spiritual application for that as well. And a lot of Christians don't like reading the Old Testament. Right now, my entire Bible study has been on the Old Testament. I am diving into that, and I'm absolutely loving it because each verse I read As I go chapter by chapter, I see things, and I'm like, that speaks to me. Even though, naturally, historical documents about the kingdom of Israel and the Israelites coming into the promised land and their rebellion at times and their repentance, I mean, all of that is great, and it's good to know that from a knowledge perspective on what happened back then. But don't look at it at such a surface level that that's all you get. There's so much more depth in there, because so much of the Old Testament can be dug out and say, you know what? Spiritually speaking, that applies to me. So I encourage you, don't neglect the Old Testament. I got off, I digress a little bit there, but Don't neglect the Old Testament, okay? Read the Old Testament and and see that there are nuggets in there that are available for us today. Now, as we continue in Malachi chapter 3 and pick up in verse 16, we read about the promises of the remnant. In verse 16, we read, Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other, and the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him, and always thought, About the honor of his name. They will be my people, says the Lord. On the day when I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure. These scriptures in this episode is not an easy one to hear. It's not an easy one to deliver, but it is a necessary one to consider because in the day of judgment, many will say, Lord, Lord. But he will reply, I never knew you. And that is self deception right there to live your life thinking, I I did this for the Lord, I did that for the Lord. But still, you had no relationship with the Lord. And that's what this whole thing is about. It's not about going through the motions or saying one prayer when you were a child and, and feeling like, okay, I'm good. I'm good to go. That's not Christianity. Because the fact is that this life only has two paths. Now, that seems simple enough, but the wrong path can lead you to destruction. There is the broad path that many will follow, and there is the narrow path that few will find. Jesus discusses this in Matthew chapter 7. These two paths represent our journey through this life. We can go the easy way, or we can go the disciplined way. The choice is yours. But the fact remains that few will choose the narrow path. That means that not everyone is going to heaven. As hard as that may be to hear, that is the truth. Malachi discusses that this faithful minority will be remembered by the Lord who is this group of people? They're the remnant. They're the small minority of people that decide that I'm going to live my life for Christ. I'm going to step away from sin. I'm going to push that sin that so easily besets me. I'm going to set it aside. I'm going to pick up my cross. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but it's not I, but Christ that lives within me. They believe that the salvation prayer was just the start of their journey with God. It wasn't the beginning and the end immediately. It was the start of their journey with god it's not a train ticket that we punch just to live our life however we want and, and think i'm good i said a prayer i'm good i'm gonna do whatever i want to do and when i die i'm gonna to go to heaven that is not the case like i said friends please get this the question is not do you believe in god but are you living for god that is what separates the wheat from the chaff that is what separates the broad way versus the narrow way The bulk of people today, the majority of people today that say they're Christians, but they bear no fruit. That is what decides, are you the remnant? Are you in the remnant? Do you live for God? Do you strive to adopt the word of the Lord in your heart and in your walk each and every day? To be a part of the remnant requires true sacrifices. It requires you to deny yourself, to deny your flesh, and to instead walk in the Spirit as He is in the Spirit. There's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Because the flesh brings death, but the Spirit brings life. The remnant put the Lord and his word deep within their hearts, and they meditate on it day and night. The remnant look to the world and realize that there is evil all around us, but they recognize that their source in this life is not the world. They recognize that they are just pilgrims passing through, that this world is not their home. They're not living under a rock either, waiting for their days to pass by so they can step into eternity. Instead, while we are passing through this life, instead of adopting the world into our life, we act as a lighthouse shining light in the darkest parts of that which is around us. At least that's what we should be doing. So many self-proclaimed Christians today say they are born again because they said a prayer years or decades ago, yet they are not actively living for Christ and striving to better themselves through the Word and through the help of the Holy Spirit and through prayer, that's that's a big one right there, prayer, we've got to pray. The remnant prays. The remnant reads the Word. The remnant doesn't do it because they feel obligated to. They do it because they want to. They want to get closer to God. They want to grow deeper into a relationship with God. I'll tell you, the more you read the Word, the more you know about the God of the Word. And you can't have a relationship with the God of the Word if you don't read the Word. You can't have a relationship with someone you never talk to. You can't have a relationship with someone you never pursue. Think about when you pursued a spouse or a significant other. You don't just magically come together one day and don't talk to each other, get married, and live the rest of your life never talking. That's never going to work. It requires getting to know each other, asking questions, learning about each other, learning about the other person's past and and who they are. And all of that is in the word of God. We read all about, we read about the past and we're <laughs> you read the book of Revelation and and the book of Daniel and and other prophetic books. I mean, there's future prophecy all throughout the Bible. You read the Bible, you learn about what is going to come in the mindset of the Lord. And it's not, you know, it's righteous anger towards towards the world. And it's a broken heart. You feel it in the Word that it's a broken heart of the Father that, you know, it's not His will that any should perish. In fact, hell was not even made for us. It was made for Lucifer and and the third of the angels that He brought with Him during the fall. It's not even made for us, but our God is holy, and He loves us so much that He sent His only Son to bear the weight of our sin because He knew we couldn't do it ourselves. What a God. He sent his son, and he died a brutal death and carried our sin all the way to the grave. And he lived a perfect life while he was here. He didn't deserve it, but he took all sin. You know, back before Jesus came, they had to sacrifice lambs and and do burnt offerings and lay out these sacrifices in order to atone for their sin. And that and there were Jewish rituals that they did every year. You know, you you brought a sacrifice and and the high priest would sprinkle the blood and all of that. We read about all of that in the book of the law. But once you step from Malachi into Matthew, things start to change a little bit. <laughs> and instead of Us bringing a lamb to our church services every week and and sprinkling the blood, God gave the lamb of God, Jesus, and he had to die once. And it was sufficient for every person in that time and for the future generations up 2,000 years later, where where we are right now, where we're speaking through this podcast, teaching still about the blood of, of Christ and the blood of the lamb. And it was sufficient. And his blood covers every sin. All we have to do is accept it. Believing is important. You must believe that Jesus is Lord. But it can't end there. If you want to be part of the remnant, you can't not only believe in the Lord, but you've got to live for him. You've got to lay down your life and pick up your cross and walk with Jesus and say, Lord, help me be fishers of men in my life. It's not just about me anymore. God, I want to make a difference in those around me. I want to help other people, Lord, help me. Help me be a lighthouse in this life. Help me to be light that can be seen and salt that can be tasted. And really, it's not my light. It's the light of Christ in me. It's His light. And what we should do as, as people that strive to be in the remnant is pray. Is read his word, is try to the best of our ability to lay down our flesh and walk in the spirit as he is in the spirit. And it's gonna be hard. We're gonna mess up, but God will see us through as long as we're faithful to him. Amen. I think the episode went a little bit longer than I I wanted. I got off my notes a few times, and I hope that's okay with you guys. Again, uh, this has been a topic that's been on my heart here recently especially as as things have continued to transpire in our world, especially in the United States. Things seem so chaotic and so dark and so dreary, and things continue to to seem to not be getting any better. And it's important to encourage one another. It's important for us to have these type of conversations every now and then, to self-reflect and to not let... The issues of this world seep into our minds so deeply that that's all we consider. You know, our, our source is not who the president of the United States is. Our source is not the Congress or our, our governors or our state representatives or our senators. You know, that's, that's not who our source is. Our source is not our spouse or our family, our source is God, and He is the one that we lean on. We don't trust in in what man's system brings out. We don't trust in what man delivers to help conquer our issues or our fears or our dilemmas in our life. It's, it's the Lord and Him alone. So I hope that this episode today brought you some encouragement. I hope that it helped you to really self-reflect and, and look at these things from another perspective and to consider Are are you part of the remnant? Are we part of the remnant? It's an important question to ask yourself. I pray that you found some blessing and some encouragement in this episode today. Stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.